Hi, HIC family, and welcome back to our hotel cast, the hospitality audio experience. Do you feel overwhelmed with selecting the right technology for your hotel? Well, this episode might help. The evolution of the hotel tech stack is the starting point for this 45-minute expert discussion filled to the brim with exciting tech nerds from our Coco Coco event. Daniel Johnson, Martin Duchateau, Sasha Dalek, Josef Lapka, and Julian Anders, welcome to to our main stage powered by Duetto. Let's go. Well, and it's uh, my great pleasure to introduce the first panel to you guys uh, with one of my friends, with Andre Balju from Tech Talk Travel being your host. Please, Andre, join me on stage. Hi, everybody. Lovely to be here. It's going to be the evolution of the hotel tech stack. Why do, you want to, why do we want to have that on our stage? And more, maybe I kill your intro. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Why do we want to have that? Because we have so many discussions going on with our hoteliers that we speak with, that we work with on a daily basis. What do I need? Is this the best? Do we still need to work with this? Or should we change or whatever? Well, who's better to answer these questions than the experts, our panelists? Please join us on stage. There is. So, have fun, Andre. Thank you very much. The yours, gentlemen. So, what's really great about this panel is that we have three hoteliers and two vendors or tech suppliers. So, first of all, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this amazing event. And to everybody out on the ether who are tuning in online, great to have you all here. It's wonderful to be here. Today, we're talking, talking about the evolution of the tech stack, and I don't think there's any doubt that today technology is playing a vital role in any business, especially in the hotel business and, and the travel business. And as we're seeing through the COVID uh, period, we've noticed that you know, staffing and, and, and resources are dropped by almost 30% in the Dark region specifically, so there are huge challenges around finding the right resources for hotels um, and forgetting for that the talent that we need and how does technology play a role in that? How can technology assist in that process? And I think what I'd really like to talk about this morning is focusing on that, but also what is it that a modern hotel tech stack really should be looking like? So why don't we start first of all by introducing everybody. We have Julius from Numa Group, Julius Anders, and, and Julius is the Director of Operations based out of Berlin. Great to have you here. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for having me. And Sasha Dalek from Wyndham Hotels and Resorts. Great to have you, Sasha. Thank you. Good morning. And Joseph from Muse. Wonderful to see you here. Thank you. Good to be here. Wonderful. And Martin Duchateau from, from, oh, now, Brussels and Hotels Made in Louis. Yeah. So great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, we have Daniel from Venza. Daniel, great to see hey, you. Hey, good morning. Hey. All right. So why don't we get started? Because I'd really love to talk with Julius a little bit first, because I know, Ju Julius, you've, with Numa Group, focused purely on technology. You guys literally started from, from scratch. So you've had the luxury of starting from uh, a template where you could really do what you wanted. And um, tell us a little bit about how you've applied your technology into your operations and also the resources. Because before we dig into what a modern hotel tech stack should really look like, I think what you guys are doing is a good example of that. So why don't you give everybody a bit of a brief on that? Yeah, good morning again. Um, what did we do? About uh, two years ago, um, our founders um, came together and uh, said, what industry can we disrupt? Where is there a lot of potential to innovate and to really use digitalization to gain uh, yeah, a long-term advantage? And hospitality is an industry where there is still a huge potential. And um, that's 
one of the reasons why uh, this uh, industry was selected or why we are in this industry. And um, our massive advantage is that we don't have any baggage yet. We don't have all the agent old uh, systems, big chains are used to where you are struggling with what to do with the data, you have a loyalty program which needs to be integrated uh, and, and all those things. Um, you have heavy server-based PMSs in properties and so on. So we all don't, we don't have all that. So we were really able to start with a clean canvas and uh, say, okay, how should our ideal hotel of tomorrow look like? What do guests of tomorrow want, right? Um, I think digitalization, but also the likeliness of to book a hotel via mobile telephone and, and to have everything at your hand is something which has more and more impact and uh, is, is something demanded by the guests of um, today and tomorrow and Corona or COVID just accelerated this process. So then we looked at the entire value chain and where can we add a competitive advantage or where we can, can we gain really through digitalization and that starts by having our own um, algorithms and uh, AI-based uh, systems to do the revenue management and yielding um, through the entire meter search optimization and really selected experts who are not coming necessarily from the hospitality industry, but really know-how from retail, uh, online retail and from other industries, mm. forex trading and so on, to really build something which is separating us from what is in there. Mm. And then we went through every, every individual step in that entire guest journey and, see, and saw how can we digitalize it and automate it as much as possible to the end that we have about 60% less uh, HR staff cost or fixed cost in that sense than a classic three to four star hotel. Mm -hmm. And um, we really went through with the back end for the housekeepers with our own uh, interface there, um, looking at um, yeah, what rooms to prioritize at what time, looking at purchasing, where to optimize pro um, projects there, so that entire journey is covered, and also the entire review anal analysis afterwards, very data-driven, looking at trends, looking at patterns to really optimize the entire flow. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's important to also note that one size doesn't necessarily fit all for everybody. So for example, Martin, your properties, very, very different type of scenario. When it comes to your tech, tech stacks, like for example, with Numa, they've literally just procured two main sources of tech and then they've built the rest of their tech around that, which works for them and is great given the circumstances. But from your perspective, how do you, because I know you're also very passionate about technology. So as a hotelier, how do, how do you focus on that? Um, yeah, as you said, I'm, I'm, is it working yet? Yeah? I'm not sure. Can everybody hear Martin? Yeah. I'm speaking loud. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was. It's it's very now it's working. It's very interesting to, to listen to Numa because as as um, independent hotel, actually, I would love to have an hybrid model like he has. For the moment, I don't have the resources to do what he's doing. So what I have to do, I'm taking a PMS, then I'm taking different apps that I'm actually plugging in. But the the, the disadvantage of of having that system is is that the integration are not deep enough. So for the reception, for example, they always have like six to seven tabs open. So, so that's a little bit of a problem. Now, the advantage is that, for example, I'm changing a lot. So for the moment, I've got, I'm always having between four to seven apps linked to my PMS today. And uh, for example, if I'm looking to a breath imaging system, if in two years I'm not really happy of what they're doing, or there's a better system on the market, I'm just gonna change and plug it in. But, um, but what I'm really looking forward, it's deeper integrations, to be honest, embedded versions. So 
even um, I was thinking this morning, I, I had a call with my PMS provider in Monday, and I said, to be honest, for me, there's not, there's not a lot of improvement you can do. I'm putting more pressure now on the apps, because I mean, PMS, okay, the check-in, it's easy. You just have to click on a button. And my accountant seems happy with the report he has. So I'm like, okay, so that's fine. So nowadays, I'm putting much more pressure on apps, on the user, user facility, on guest experience, than the PMS That's for me is just a, a very good integrator. Okay, great. So obviously as a smaller operator, you've got that flexibility to be able to pick and choose the different apps that you might want to use. You can test them out. If, you, if you're not happy with them, you can easily change them for something else. Exactly, but yeah. the, the, the challenge is more the, the knowledge. Yeah. As we were discussing is that, okay, I'm, I'm passionate about it, I'm reading a lot about it, but most of the hotelier, they just have no clue on what's on the market. If tomorrow I want a new CRM, I mean there's five to 10 CRMs on the market, it's very difficult to choose. And if I look at um, the, the, even the, the, the IT penetration in hotels, in independent hotels, it's still, there's nothing. There's yeah. still a world, a world to go there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting. So we've heard from now two smaller independent type operators, Sasha bringing Wyndham Hotels and Resorts into the conversation. Now, you guys obviously are a major brand, much bigger in, ter in terms of global scale. Um, when it comes to the technology stack within your environment, where do you see the challenges that you're facing because, and again, I'm, I'm assuming, but I'm, I'm expecting that you're probably working with more proprietary type of based technology that's kind of limiting you in terms of what you can do with it. And especially now, given the resource challenges that we're facing, how, how are you guys approaching that and what, what's the future look like for a Wyndham Hotel tech stack? Yeah, well, starting with the, um, with the actual tech stack, we do have the problem, and, and I would really call it out a problem, that, that we are in a franchise environment, so you have a lot of hotels around, and they normally bring their own tech stack with themselves. It is in place, it is already in service, and you won't replace it immediately. As you just said, you have your own database, it's all in there, and if we would pull it out immediately, you were blindfolded from the moment we do it, and you won't have any benefit out of us. So what we did in the past, we agreed to have all these different PMSs around, which right now we do see is, is a main concern as we don't have any aligned data. We don't have any idea what's happening in all the hotels around, and we don't have the data flows coming back and forth as it should. Exactly what, what you just mentioned. And when it comes to loyalty, it's one of the major points around. So Windham Rewards Program is opening and, and operating worldwide, but we do have a certain flow around here which we can't track down to, to the very point, which is where the, our hotels come across us and asking us, what are we doing for them? So what is the benefit of being in a franchise environment? We took a major decision very early this year that we will change all hotels to Opera Cloud PMS. Okay. Going out of the hotels, going out of on-premise version, going out um, of this situation and starting with a cloud-based version, rolling it out worldwide. As you can assume, we're talking about roughly 9,000 hotels. It won't work within this year and probably not within next year. It's a process and, and it's a real process behind a project we need to run for the following years in order to get it all aligned with our very own systems, with our CRM and with all the PMSs around. Mm -hmm. I think um, from a a tech stack perspective, the biggest challenges that I think all properties face is that their data is essentially scattered. It's in very different areas, and especially with the larger groups. The, there's data silos everywhere. Working with a, a, a central solution, uh, it probably is a lot easier for hotels to then streamline their guest experiences, to know what their guests' expectations are, and to manage that process a lot easier. <laughs> Commercial break.
Lovara. With a diverse selection of massage oils, intimate care products, as well as seven different condom sizes, Lovara is the lifestyle brand in the area of sexual well-being and intimate care. Lovara always goes the vegan, sustainable and fair trade way with all its products. In the end, Lovara celebrates body positivity and diversity under the claim, just love each other the way you want. So hoteliers, talk to them and learn more about the Intimacy Kit or the snack and non-food self-service vending machine for your guests. If you want to test the products yourselves, get 20% off right now with our code HIC20 at lovara.com. Check our show notes for all the info about Lovara and the code. Enjoy. So Daniel, coming across to you now in terms of that perspective, where do you see the gap at the moment when it comes to technology and, and actually really fitting the needs of the hotelier in terms of that perspective when it comes to the data? Where is the, uh, the breakdown in the, the connection? Well, the, the network challenges that that the hoteliers have is it's it's fascinating to hear about how little they're understanding about the options out there with uh, with uh, the various systems what we what we see because we're in data data protection so the the greatest challenge we see we we seem to have is that there is it is exactly as you said siloed you got one group working on on with with a bit of data and they're holding on to it Tooth and nail, they want to hold on to that data, and when you in, in, introduce compliance regulations, uh, um, there's, uh, there's, there's, it's, it's almost internally a, a challenge to get one group within the organization to agree with one another. Speaking with Julius, I'm just fascinated by the, the integration and the ability of, of, of hotels. We work with a lot of big resorts and a lot of, large, lot of brands. The complexity is, is, it just keeps growing and you have rogue, uh, rogue IT being introduced by different segments within the organization. So the, the, the IT team has, it's, it's just a wild, wild bronc ride trying to keep track of, of what new data is coming in and, and how, to, how to reduce liability from that new, that new information. New data coming in all the time, new ports opening up on firewalls, and, and it's just, uh, it's just a, a, a constant, uh, constant flow of new information. Mm. The tech stack continues to grow in complexity and it uh, and it's harder and harder to keep track of just exactly what's what's happening and the sophistication of the people that are overseeing it um, is lacking they just cannot they it's it's just a constant growth and they cannot keep track of yeah. of what they're seeing and being able to it's It sounds as though it's a lock, last, uh, a lack of control. Like we're, cons you know, on the IT security side, it's about control. Um, that's not really in the world of inspiration. It's not business inspiration when you're talking about kind, kind of trying to control the technology. But at some point, you have to at least have a landscape understanding. And when you have new technologies, great innovations. You want to introduce those innovations, but you, you can't do it haphazardly and then put the entire organization at some at, at great liability. Mm. Because 
one, one issue, one ransomware attack, I mean, you could bring your entire system down. On average, it's 24 days globally. Not, so, not necessarily that high in, um, in hospitality, but a dozen days offline, that's, that's dreadful. That, that would be a business yeah, killer. Yeah. That, that yeah. would be unacceptable. Okay, so very good. So, Joseph, coming to, to you now, um, obviously I think the biggest challenge a lot of established properties have, especially larger groups, is transitioning proprietary solutions into newer open-based, cloud-based solutions. Um, it's something that I've spoken with um, folks at Muse before about, but I'd like to get your perspective on that because I think with you guys developing and growing as you are, you guys positioned in a very interesting place at the moment. How, when clients come to you about transitioning their tech stack from a proprietary solution, what are the, what are the questions that they're asking you and how, how are you approaching it from, from a PMS perspective and also considering Martin's comments about the marketplace because I know that's also something that you support. Yeah, um, from an operational perspective, it's all about the data at the beginning. You know, how do I get all of this data I have in this system into your system seamlessly, safely, and when I'm starting to open up my data to other, other providers, you know, how do you help me to, to keep that secure and make sure that it doesn't leak? Um, you know, it's nice to have an open API, but it has to be really, really secure. Um, so those are the immediate questions. And then, of course, there is questions around who should we partner up with and who should we uh, work with in terms of the marketplace that we have. And it's often where we, where we say, you know, you need to look where the least amount of friction is in terms of the integration, because that's really important. There's so much friction in the hospitality industry. I, I used to run operations for an independent chain. And... You know, we used to code systems together because they weren't talking to each other. And this is where my passion comes from, from getting rid of that friction uh, in the industry. And, you know, it really resonates uh, with Julius there because, you know, they've got a clean slate and they, they can yeah. start from fresh. But they have the same challenges, you know. And we, we had, you know, Muse was created because we, there was that challenge and there wasn't a solution in the market, and therefore that's where we, where we went to. So it's really about, mainly about the data initially. Mm. Um, with regards to the marketplace, we, we kind of pushed it into an area where we aspire to become the app store of, of hospitality, really. This is how easy it should be. And I think there is a lot of responsibility on us as suppliers, not to just educate hoteliers and help them with the, the decisions, but make it as seamless as possible. It shouldn't be a case where if you want to connect to a distributor or a, a, a revenue management system, you shouldn't need spreadsheets to map. You shouldn't need configuration files that you send by email. You know, it should be a button click and an interface that, that connects, and this is where we are striving into, and we have uh, quite a few integration that work in that way, where the, the connection's done within 30 minutes. And that's, that's really our aim in terms of the marketplace overall at Muse. Yeah, excellent. Okay. I think you, you mentioned a very interesting point there around the data because it's that, it's re really the transitioning of data is the biggest challenge, especially moving from proprietary to open or cloud-based. And again, coming back to you, Julius, with, with what you guys have done at Numa, what, what, when you started the process, what were some of the considerations and how did you go about that? Did you start with the end goal in mind or did you start with uh, how do we move forward? What, what is it that we need? Um, I mean, 
what is the end goal, right? So uh, we definitely made a, we call it the dream sheet, where there's a lot of ideas and a lot of opportunities on there. And then we said, okay, where do we start? Where are the big gains to be made, right? In terms of efficiency, in terms of uh, guest journey. Um, and that's where we, those are the topics we tackled first, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think we have out of, if it's 100 points on that list, we have maybe done the first 10, right? So there's still a lot of potential and uh, we are constantly working on it to, to develop it further. Um, I think we really looked at, we have a, a job as well to educate the guests, right? Because people or many people or many guests are still expecting when they come to a hotel that there is a reception, right? That there is a counter or something where they are greeted, welcomed, they do need to do their registration process. So besides obviously build, building the technology to provide that seamless guest journey where you don't have queues, I mean, I think 50% of all guest complaints are uh, related to a five minutes uh, waiting time at reception, right? So if you can avoid that, then yeah, that's a massive gain already. So we really looked at um, that guest journey and uh, what's the important things to tackle first. Mm -hmm. And um, then because of that educational purpose we have, we looked at, okay, we need to establish trust, right? We need to give the guest the feeling this is actually working, this is safe, it's not some weird dodgy uh, situation. I'm in a secure environment, like the pin code system which we are using, it's something safe, it gets activated and deactivated and it's not a random pin code anybody could just use. I mean, we all know about the Airbnb cases where there were keys passed around in local corner shops, etc. So all those things, like the security of the guest and that fundamental core of our hospitality business, which is a secure, comfortable space to, to sleep, that was the basis. That's what we needed to ensure in order to establish that trust with our guest. And we actually see that uh, we achieved that and that there's more and more guests actually trusting the system and are returning and seeing the ease of it. Mm. So there's um, a consumer change. Yeah, I think there's definitely a consumer change. Not only a consumer change, but also uh, a staffing expectation change. So the, the, the people that are com coming into the industry are younger. They're, they're engaging with technology. In fact, we're all engaging now with technology on a personal level to a very high degree. And the expectation when moving into a workforce is the same. So coming back to you, Sasha, when it comes to the staff expectations and how properties or chains like yourselves can manage that so that there's still that engagement with the staff, that they can do the job that they need to do, but also focus on the guest experience and the guest journey. How, how do you see that technology playing a role in that and where do you see the most important part? Um, well, I, I believe that technology should be uh, a lever for, for the teams um, and the main purpose of the teams is, and it's exactly the counterpart to what you just said, I believe that, that the teams need to be there and that we need to have them greeting the guests and being hosts again and this is where we need to um, yeah, elevate ourselves to, that those guys at the front desk are free to do their work and greet the guests and be the host we would need within the hotels and this is where the tech stack would come in and do this business, like having an online check-in, having the, the credit card prepared, the payment prepared. It, it sounds quite easy, but in an environment of, of the, the larger scope that, that Windham has, um, we really have struggles in there. What data is passed 
where? And this comes to data protection. Are we able to pass credit cards? No, we are not. So it has to be processed somehow manually within, with the teams. And, and if I remember those old Opera versions, where you would have to, to put it in by hand. You had your, your people at the front desk standing there watching in the screen and typing down your credit card number. In the worst case, they would even write it down just to speed up the process. So we're not talking about data protection anymore. And, and we need to change this completely. So we need to, to help our teams at the front desk being hosts again and have the, the tech stack prepared for them in order to, to make them host and, and free them from their daily work. And I think this is what the younger guys around are expecting. And they're expecting us as well to, to elevate our experience in, in stuff experience so that they are not working with, a, let's say, Outlook 2003 anymore. So it must be fluent. It must, must be something they are having at hand at home and it must be yeah, just natural. Mm-hmm. All right, talking about transitioning now. So we've just come through, obviously, a pandemic and we're still, I would say, in it, hopefully coming towards the end of it. Commercial break. Lovara. With a diverse selection of massage oils, intimate care products, as well as seven different condom sizes, Lovara is the lifestyle brand in the area of sexual well-being and intimate care. Lovara always goes the vegan, sustainable and fair trade way with all its products. In the end, Lovara celebrates body positivity and diversity under the claim, just love each other the way you want. So hoteliers, talk to them and learn more about the Intimacy Kit or the snack and non-food self-service vending machine for your guests. If you want to test the product yourselves, get 20% off right now with our code HIC20 at lovara.com. Check our show notes for all the info about Lovara and the code. Enjoy. During this time, hotels have have obviously been affected greatly, but it's also been an opportunity for them to perhaps review their their tech stack and to look at ways that they can improve it so that when things start to bounce back, they'll be in a better position for that because customer expectations will also change. Uh, Contactless technologies might be something that people will want to use more. Um, So one of the things that I've spoken about on our platform is are hotels ready for that bounce back when it comes to the guest expectation around the technology? Are they, do they have mobile keys? Do they have contactless check-in solutions? Are they offering the guest to check in before they arrive? These are all important factors, I think, now, regardless of generation for the traveler. So um, as a hotelier, if they haven't done that now, is it too late or can they, can they still make that change and transition? Martin, why don't you give us your thoughts? Um, no, I think it's, it's never too late to change, but what I wanted to say is that I already had quite a strong tech stack, uh, tech stack before the crisis. Yeah. So it was, it was really a competitive advantage. I, could, I only closed during the first wave during three months, then I stayed open all the time because I, I had this strong, um, this strong base. I had, of course, online check-in. I had all the different communication channels. So it was quite easy to do everything from remote. So it was a very, it's a very resilient structure, and I, I could go through the crisis. Uh, now, for hotels to change today, to, I mean, to, to add an online check-in or to, to improve your customer journey, it's very easy and very quick to do. The, 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 the challenge is who to choose. For so many providers, like, okay, which one I'm going to choose? What is, so it, the difficult thing is that, okay, the hotelier needs to think, okay, what's my perfect customer journey? What I, want to do, what I want to give to the guests, what would be my customer experience, my customer journey, and then to choose the right partner. 
Of course, then you have the problems of the integration. I'm using this PMS. Oh, I cannot, I cannot use this uh, CRM. Oh, I cannot use this revenue management system. So it takes perhaps time to change, to change all that, but everything is, is really easy and, uh, and quick today. Yeah, yeah. And, and may I add, um, so there's one thing we found in, in Germany. It's a few years back already when we were talking about the Meldeschein and you noted this form you had to fill out on yes. arrival and uh, everyone around us is quite uh, knowing what I mean. It was a legal obligation that, that we had to do in the hotels and we had discussions around when opening a small hotel if we would be able to digitalize it in some way just to make the process more easy, make a check-in on the iPad or the iPhone or wherever and, and really free the teams uh, within their daily work and we weren't. So we were forced by law to have the people standing at the front desk and signing any Forms. And this is something where we need to, to yeah, utilize the help of uh, guys like Markus Lute, who is, was really fighting for it for years. And it's, it's going ahead right now. And I believe this is something the pandemic brought in, that we are able to digitalize a few processes. But at the end of the day, very crucial for me, don't try to digitalize all. It could be a mess. So if the process is messy, don't try to digitalize it. Try to skip it somehow and find a process that is working better. And I think this is what, what you are doing, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think a normal hotelier has to choose between 10 and 15 systems at the moment and uh, just, just shows how many potential obstacles there are to overcome. Yeah. Daniel. Yeah, uh, just a couple things that both Martin and Sasha brought up. The, the, the guest journey, the processes, it's so very easy to get, to get wrapped up around the, the composition of the tech stack and the systems and the security of the systems, but, but where the risk lies are the processes around the use of those, those systems. It's, it's clearly there's a, you have a finite number of choices that you can utilize and, and, and budgets dictate just how, how much technology you can bring into the, into the organization. I mean, that just, that just uh, stands to reason. It's an interesting what, point you mentioned there around the budget. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. But the budgets, in my opinion, actually shouldn't be a factor. Hotels shouldn't be going into the decision with, how much money do I have? Absolutely. Because they're actually investing in their business. Yeah. And, and I think the mindset from the hotelier's perspective needs to change in this. So I, I don't mean to cut you off there, so please continue. But I just wanted to make that point, because I think that's, that's one of the changes that we as an industry need yeah. to make. Yeah, and, and I think, and you brought up the, the, the pandemic, I think the pandemic has has, has uh, shown, shown a bright light on a lot of these, a lot of these uh, potential dreams of the industry and how we can make make a change. But I think it's the it, the light is 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 shining brightest on the cultural lag of of staff as well as guests. How ready are people for some of these some of these changes? I'm sure that there are there are many in the in the industry that might say what what Julius is doing. Well, you're just taking you're just extracting the soul, the heart and soul of the industry by making it this this you know faceless tech experience, and 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 you're zapping it of all the things that are great about hospitality. I mean, there, there's an argument to be made that not having that that friendly face is is the is the worst thing you can do to the industry. Um, for some people, my 86-year-old mother, not having uh, having someone at the front desk, I, I just wouldn't be an option for her. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting you'd said 35 is the average age or something. Yeah. So oh, that's, a, age. that's fascinating to me, the cultural. Yeah. 
powerful leg. Daniel, while I have you here, I'd like to also ask you, what needs to be considered from a data security standpoint, and what is the key when adding new technology for hotels, in your opinion? Well, I've, of course, you've got levels of compliance, and I mean, that is, later today, I'll be talking about third-party management and working with, working with groups that, um, that that have that in mind, privacy by design, thinking about the, um, uh, are very clear on where they are on a security standpoint. That's, that is, there's, there's some hoops to jump through as a vendor, um, but it's, it's, it's a must, you must do it in order for the benefit of, of your, of your customers. You've got to, you've got to show your, your, your security pedigree. Um, yeah, so that's uh, you've got to do you've got to do a thorough job of third-party management, and a lot of a lot of uh, hotel groups we work with, they're just working with someone because they have been working with someone over the years. But uh, monitoring monitoring your vendors is is really really crucial because yeah. there's great vulnerability there. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, just coming back to the the mindset change because the budget piece was uh, I think a very interesting point because when hotels are looking to new technology, typically they do kind of look at how much they've got to spend and then try to fit the technology into that amount, which is. Historically, it may have worked, but moving forward, that's really not the right the way, way to do it. So, um, well, perhaps let's start with, with, with Sasha on with this one, because when it comes to a, large, a larger chain, one thing I noticed, especially with the chains, and from my own experience, experience with Marriott, was we would put aside in the budget every year an amount uh, for FF&E refurbishments, right? So that within five years, there's we always know that there was money in the pot for when we came to FF&E. But when it came to IT, we didn't do the same thing. Now I wonder, has that changed? Do you guys do that? And if not, why not? Because at the end of the day, that is such an important part because you need to have the funds there. Um, I think we need to, to separate it a bit. On a, on a franchise level where we are as, as a corporate company, we do. We do have a budget for it, and, and we do have it year after year in order to, to help our partners to, to gain the best tech stack possible and to, to follow the, the vision we have with Opera Cloud in this case. When it comes to hotel, and I just had a, a discussion with a GM yesterday, and, and the regional GM, and, and they told me, well, you know, we are still in this process of applying a 50 euro travel cost to, to one certain person and, and to, to just give it a green tick. So we're not talking about having some money to save in, in these days for technology in the future. They are talking about a 50 euro, which is roughly a train ride from here to, to Berlin or whatsoever, in the second class, of course. And um, this is what, what they are talking about. They're not talking about an investment of 500 or 1,000 euros a year and what it pays off later. They are talking about what do they have month after month. And, and we need to change the view when it comes to tech stack because it would pay off, but it would pay off in a longer period of time. And this is something we would need to bring in the top of the minds of, of those guys. But on a daily operation base, it's still what you just mentioned. We do have FFNE, as you know, you have to replace this... Uh, cup or whatsoever, yeah. you would have to. But when it comes to a computer, you know, there are some obligations like have it running for three or four years. You would need to replace it in order to be aligned in other security, have all the latest network installation on there. But when it comes to, to your PMS, we, we don't have it all in mind. No, right. Joseph, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
So first of all, a lot resonates here. It's, uh, when I think about the evolution of the hotel tech stack, it's also the evolution of the guests uh, and evolution of our staff. They're now used to being able to uh, order their shopping online, you know, have it delivered. You know, all generation have to do it. And uh, I think you know, it did shine a light on, on certain things, and we feel like it's accelerated. A lot of the things that were already brewing under the surface, uh, the pandemic has accelerated the drive towards uh, a better technology and automation and actually uh, enabling the human connection. I think we were talking about earlier, you know, do you want a faceless hotel? It doesn't have to be one or the other. It's actually enabling the staff that are there to spend more time to look you in the eye and welcome you at the hotel if you want to be welcomed. And also as a corporate traveler, you just want to get in, you know, you, <laughs> because you're late for a meeting, for example. So uh, a lot of this is, is driven by the change of, of both staff, staff and guests, and there should always be at the center of it. And from a, from a kind of project management point of view, I think you know, what's important to maybe think about is that you don't have to do it all in one go in six months or 12 months. You just need a good vision and then iterate through it. You go by two weeks, four weeks, two months periods where you choose a tech stack because it fits with your long-term one, two-year vision or medium-term, and then you go through its small steps at a time that you can test out. That's exactly how we work you know, when we're building our own product because if I sit on something for six to 12 months and then I release it to the world and no one likes it, that's a big issue, right? So we, we try and test it out every time and I would recommend that hoteliers take a similar approach because you can test it out with your guests and if it doesn't work, you throw it away. And I know it's, it feels like waste but it's not in the long term. And I fully agree with you, you know, you can't put your technology into a budget. It needs to be done because it's right for your guests, right for your staff, and, and really um, focusing on an outcome at the end of the day that you want to achieve. That's, yeah. that's the thing, not what technology you're using. Yeah. It's what you want to achieve at the end of the day. Yeah, that's a very good point. I think it's very important for hotels to understand what their brand represents and what their guest expectations are, who their market is. For example, you guys do that very well. Totally different market, perhaps, from you, you guys. Um, and then work on that. So also, you mentioned a very good point that some guests might want to check in themselves go to the room themselves. Others might want to have that uh, experience at the front desk. So it's about being able to cater to the guest's needs and having the right technology in place. So with that in mind, is there, in your opinions, uh, a base technology that a hotel can build from? Because it is a constant work in progress. It's not something that they should just do in six months and say, right, we've got our tech stack, we can now move forward and everything's hunky-dory. I think it's really about, let's, what's the base that we need? Obviously, a PMS is critical. So in your opinions, what, what, where do you see the, the, the core set of technologies that hoteliers should be focusing on? And then at what point should they be adding in their, their needed technology. And Julius, why don't we start with you? Because again, you guys, you purchased one, uh, well, let's just say, you, you guys work with Apaleo, and you then have that, uh, your, 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 your own developers build into that what you need, which is a great way for you guys. So how, how do you approach that? I think you really need to know on 
which perspective you're looking at it. And in every decision we, we make, we always say it's about the guest journey and the guest experience, right? And then that's why this budget uh, discussion and all those obstacles, etc. they are secondary. Primary is who is your guest and what optimizes their experience because that's what creates your returning business and long-term success. And then all those other questions are answered, right? So that's, I think we need to start off with. And uh, yeah, we're working with Apaleo as a base and we have built a complete journey around it. And our main target is that it's frictionless, right? So that you don't have these silos in each system from a data perspective, but also from a guest experience perspective. So a guest can have a front end where they are changing their checkout time, extending their stay, adding breakfast, all those things they can do themselves, right? Changing the, the invoice address in Germany, business travelers need to have their VAT number and all that stuff on there. We give the guests, click on this link to check out this address, do you want to change it? They can change it themselves, send, and the in email is in their inbox. Now staff needs to do it, and I have been a receptionist yeah, at the beginning of my career. I have copied uh, handwritten uh, registration cards. I mean, the amount of time and money of people doing that, the amount of errors happening, all those things, the frustration on the guest side. So these are all little aspects, and we, was, we really looked at it. How can we simplify it for the guest from the guest perspective? And I think whenever you decide on how to build something, that's the, the angle you need to take. And, um, okay. Yeah, that was our approach. And, and from, from your experience, what, what are the pros and what are the cons from taking that approach? So where have the challenges been for you during this process? Where have you thought, ah, damn, you know, it would have been easier if we just used so-and-so for this process? Has that ever occurred to, in, in, your, in, in your thinking during the time? I mean, we never said we're not using anybody else, right? We picked Apaleo because we said that is a great system which allows us a lot of flexibility and freedom um, to work around, right? And we have other external softwares, yeah, uh, or, or, or systems which are integrated where we said, you know what, it actually fits our needs, it fits our guest experience we want to create, let's use it and let's integrate it completely into our uh, guest journey or into our tech stack, tech journey. And so that decision is always, okay, we have this challenge or we would like to optimize this guest experience is there somebody in the market who is brilliant at it, where we can learn from, where we can take that know-how and integrate it, or do we want to do it ourselves? And we did that decision on, on, on many fronts, and then you also need to look at what need do you have, right? So what's the actual journey? And I think there, speaking as a hotelier who has been in traditional hotels, hoteliers are not looking at data in that sense. So to really analyze your data and have a good detailed understanding of the qualitative and quantitative aspects really helps you making that decision. And it's those nitty-gritty things which are not just impressions. And I, funny that you mentioned Seoul over there. Uh, our slogan is actually bringing the soul back to travel because what is travel about? It's about having experience and not about queuing at reception, right? Uh, and that's, I think, uh, the aesthetics yeah, or yeah. the outcome where we want to go. Okay, very good. We have a few minutes left, and one thing we haven't really touched on at the, uh, during this conversation is what's necessary in order to support a future hotel tech stack. And it goes without saying that the cloud plays a pivotal role in that process. Um, you, you mentioned, Sasha, that you're moving towards uh, Opera in the cloud. Um, Talk to us a little bit about that, because that must be challenging to move everything over to that ecosystem or into that environment, but the benefits that the properties get 
is, is enormous because it then gives them the opportunity to go into marketplaces and to pick and choose what it is that they would like. So I think you know, from, from a cloud perspective, that really just shouldn't even be a part of the conversation anymore, but I wanted to bring it in towards the end of this conversation because it does have a major role in it, but it shouldn't be, hotels shouldn't be asking the question, do I move everything to the cloud now or do I keep every, everything in the basement in my hotel? Okay, so that, that just shouldn't happen. So tell us how you guys are approaching that because it must be a challenge. Um, yeah, indeed, it is a challenge. So, so what we do um, is, is putting the owners at the center of our heart. We're not looking at the guests right now. This is what, what we expect our owners to do to, to create the process within the hotels, queuing or online check-in. But, but we would like to, to provide those solutions. And it would base on, on the cloud version. And, and this is why we would expect our owners to, to follow our approach, move to Opera Cloud, and get rid of their servers in the basement, as you just mentioned, and give them some security with a cloud system to have a security in there and, and have accessibility all over wherever they are. And, and so there would be no need to be in the hotel. So it could revamp the processes within the hotels completely. Um, what we do provide then is the CRM behind. It's an RMS behind. So looking at a hotel level to answer the first question is the PMS is, is really the thing to go. Moving it, it's a major project and it's going on for right now roughly a year, but we're expecting it to go on and on. And we still need to convince our owners, as I mentioned in the very beginning, we do have them with their very own PMS. It's working well. Mm -hmm. They're working with it for 10 or 15 years and telling us, well, you know, I'm a small hotel, 50 rooms. Would I need to go to Opera Cloud? So I have my HS3 whatsoever PMS in there and it's working well. So I have my complete database. I won't need your Opera Cloud. And this is the point where we would need to convince them what would the benefit in the future, and this is mainly the, the way we are approaching it. Talking about benefits, talking about future improvements within the hotel, and looking out to, to what is happening in the future with the guest journey then. Yeah. Joseph, you guys obviously are very strong advocates for cloud solutions. What's your perspective? How do you deal with this when you're talking to hotels that are working on proprietary? Well, there's, as you mentioned, there's obvious advantages to being cloud, but I think the important part as well is the open API. I think, you know, in our industry, there's so, as I mentioned earlier, so many friction points, and one of them is commercial barriers. So if you want to try something out, you have to pay for just trying it out just to have that connection, for example. And that's a real, real frustration that I had as an operator before, um, because it shouldn't be that way. It, it should be open. We should be talking to each other as suppliers in an open way to give hoteliers the biggest opportunity to try out things, as I said, uh, in, in steps. So really having an open API that's, that's really easy, whether it's on HTNG or whether it's on uh, proprietary APIs, um, it doesn't matter. As long as it's open, yeah, you know, accessible. that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Well, I think we are at the end of our time. So gentlemen, thank you so much. I, I don't know, Daniel, do we take questions or are there any questions? Benjamin has a question. Aren't you afraid that while you're moving from Opera to Opera Cloud, the tech cycle for Cloud PMS as Opera Cloud is operating right now will already be over? Um, well, it's, it's not only it Opera to over Opera for, Cloud. For some people, maybe it's, um, it's PMS to, to Opera Cloud as well. So, uh, yeah, absolutely right. So, so we are afraid of, of what could happen in there in this process of changing. And we need to secure that, that our owners, our partners around, will have the best out of it, the best benefit. Either could it be a database being copied and the data could be saved for them and then being in, in the cloud version, but coming from a complete different PMS. And, and this is 
it, within my region, Central Europe, we're talking about eight PMSs around. So I would need to, to change eight PMSs in, let's say, 50 hotels, which is not that easy, as you can imagine. And it, it's a major discussion going around on how to save data, how to make sure that the hotels will be operating throughout this whole process. So it, it's, it's a major process. Is, answer OK? I don't know how major groups like yourself can still be agile in a world where uh, tech cycle change every other year. Because uh, some people, even in this panel, would say that Opera Cloud is already over. So you see, it's, it's just a, a question is like, how do you invest in innovation management? You invest in innovation maybe, but I think that something that is missing in many hotels and in particular in big groups, it's innovation management, and I don't know if it's something that you address at the corporate level, or if it's something that you completely ignore. It, it's a great question, and we, we do have those guys around looking for, for innovation, so we had discussions with Apaleo, we had discussions with Muse, it, it was all around, and I have a very personal opinion on it that I won't share here, probably <laughs> on a side note, um, but, but it, it's, it's very a personal opinion. On a, on a corporate level, I must say Opera Cloud for us would be the one we, we did choose, and we would like to go for. If it would be over within a year or two, we would need to, to reiterate ourselves and see what could be the next generation of PMS, and we would need to support our partners to go that way with us. We do have the guys around uh, in, in London and in New Jersey. They are looking for this and, and really selecting which would be the best partner for the hotels in the future, which is a constant process. It's never just stop. All right, Benji. Okay. We all heard you have to go to London and New Jersey. Tomorrow we book the flights and we speak to the You're guys. You're more than welcome. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much to the panel. Thank you to Andre Thanks, as well. Guys.